Smith endorsed it. Mm-hmm. Josh Brooklyn, Anthony Hopkins, uh, a bunch of other guys too. But yeah, those are the three main guys. We we did. I wrote that with Robert Russler, an actor from the '80s, and um, the idea was to do a throwback '80s horror film starring '80s actors. Yeah, and. You know, Rustler wanted to direct it, so we took a different approach where we tried to, you know, finance it ourselves, and we needed about, you know, about $1.5 million, roughly, and we didn't make it. We tried really hard. Um, it was, you know, still a great experience, you know, because we actually shot a five-minute teaser. Yep. We had Keith David, Billy Drago. We had a lot of really amazing actors in it, you know. And wow. I, I feel like I had it's an accomplishment, even though it wasn't fully financed. You know, the fact that Downey Jr. supported something we did—that's that's crazy, you know. But and Anthony uh, Hopkins <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins, you know, and I feel like you know there still is hope for that film. Um, the the update I have on that one was, I guess, I found out that they hired another screenwriter. We did the original screenplay, and they're trying to sell it to the studios now. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I guess I'll get a story credit on that because they changed it quite a bit. But they used my character still. So mm-hmm. I, I just found out about a month ago that they they redid it, and I'm like, ah, well, you could have told me, I would have redone it too. But you know, that's how it works. It's the business, you know. Oh yeah, gotta love Hollywood. Now you got that. <laughs> when when you and I talked up at Rock and Shock, I was just absolutely amazed at the children's books that you had done. Can you uh, touch a little bit on the on why you started the children's books? And oh God, well first thanks, I appreciate that. Um, you know, so book was a children's book. My my first two books were were horror for adults and young adults, and then mm-hmm. you know I'm a father. I got three kids. I and do I, and too. I was, nice kids are awesome you know and so i was a teacher at the time and i was i remember vividly my two boys arguing over a game controller to like a super nintendo or something i had like the old retro game systems for them and yep they were arguing and nagging at each other and i i was an only child i, I had a sister but i didn't grow up with her mm-hmm. so all of this was new the sibling arguing and stuff so literally i i remember thinking to myself what's the one time of day that these kids, you know, really kind of come together and don't fight? And it was at night when we all pick out books and read. So it made me think, I, I said to myself, huh, maybe I'm going to write a kid's story for my boy. And then um, within two weeks, I wrote My Brother Eats Spiders. And that mm-hmm. was my first kid's book. And it changed everything. It's just, when I did that book, the response I got from it, everything. It was just like, you know, and from a financial standpoint, you know, we made more off My Brother Eats Spiders in the first four months than I did with my horror work in two years combined. And I said, damn, well, you know, that was pretty nice. But, um, you know, I love horror. You know, as a fan of the genre, I'll always contribute to it. But as a writer, I push the boundaries a little bit and kind of go in some other areas and I fell into this children's split and I just loved it. And then, then it just spiraled from there. Then I wrote a, another kid's book called How to Scare Children, a guide for monsters on how to improve scaring. And uh, then I wrote my first celebrity kid's book where my friend uh, Costa Zoo, he was a former, he's a Hall of Fame boxing legend from Russia. 
and he's also a hero in Australia. I got to know Costa really well, and his, one of his kids was being bullied over in Australia because because he was famous. So I ended up doing a kids book called Bullies Aren't Scared, and we went over to Australia on a month-long tour, and it was amazing. And then, then that led to another one where I wrote a kids book about the Mexican Day of the Dead with a, a boxing champion from Texas, Jesse James Leja. Mm-hmm. And then that led me to Dennis Rodman. And, and then from Dennis Rodman, I went to Marvin Hagler. I went to uh, Hector Camacho. Um, are you guys familiar with Hector Camacho? Oh, yeah, Macho Camacho. So his son is one of my best friends, Hector Jr. Oh, no kidding. And, and, um, and I, I, I've met his father a few times. I had actually bumped into his father a few months before he was murdered in Puerto Rico because that's where his father was murdered. And uh, after his father was murdered, you know, just just what, seeing his son go through the mourning process, being his friend, it was called Macho Dad, trying to teach children about loss because we, we realized that, you know, loss and death is one of these things that, we always experience no matter what age we are and not everyone kind of addresses it. So I'll kind of just deal with it and move on and don't really want to hit it. Then, then from there, you know, I got, I did one uh, last year. My books I did were with actor John Amos. I did a book about race with him called The World Without Color. Yep. And then I, uh, and then one of my favorite books, I did a book with Tom Holland, uh, the movie director from Fright Night and Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wrote a story called How to Scare a Monster. And I got to say, though, working with Tom has probably one, been one of the, my career highlights because, I mean, I'm still, I still consider myself just a fan of the genre. And, you know, I, I view myself as a nobody still. I'm just a crazy writer. And, you know, Tom Holland reached out to me because he said he was a fan of my work. And that blew me away. I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me here, man? Like, the, here's, you know, I grew up with Fright Night. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was. Uh, I had to step up my game for that because you know a lot of the celebrities I've worked with are you know actors and this and that. You know, not necessarily famous writers like Tom is as well. So mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I was really like I had to step up the game for that. So that was an incredible experience. You know, so I'm just uh, I'm blessed. I gotta say, man, I I never in a million years imagined I'd be doing children's books. I gotta say. Now, how did you get uh, hooked up with Dennis Rodman? So, I actually became friends with Dennis Rodman's manager and agent. His name is Darren Prince. Darren's a really famous sports agent. Um, when Darren was 18 years old, his first client was Magic Johnson. And he has been he has repped Magic Johnson for about 25 years right now. Hmm. Um, so, Darren, I got to know Darren really well. And I want, this is a, this is, God, back in 2011, I think, I wanted to do a book with Joe Frazier, the boxer. Yep. Um, I wanted to do a kid's book about his gold medal. And I wanted to debut it at the Summer Olympics in 2012, I think it would have been. It would have been the 50th year anniversary of when Joe won the gold medal. So needless to say, they loved the idea. We were going back and forth. We were going to put together a project and then out of nowhere Joe Frazier passed away he is you know got sick and he was he passed away within a few weeks mm-hmm. um, then after that Darren and I were talking and about doing something and 
at the time he had he said hey you know he was going to be in Massachusetts at a gig with Dennis Rodman and they invited me to dinner and that was it I went out to dinner with those guys me and Dennis hit it off and sitting there having a good time we started talking about if Dennis were an animal what would he be and one of the guys there said well damn he'd be a wild he'd be a bull a wild bull and Mm -hmm. that's how the story came about right there yeah that was the uh that was the book i was uh checking out when i saw you up at uh up in worcester and uh that was that book man that we had i mean oprah featured that we had jay leno before he retired he mm-hmm. featured it on the tonight show Jim, jimmy fallon did i mean it was like uh, it was very humbling to say the least i mean I, I remember sitting up late at night watching the tonight show and watching my book be on it and i'm like is this mind-blowing you know it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty trippy yeah that's it's got to be amazing sitting there and seeing like jimmy fallon and all of these guys it was really cool it was pretty i mean definitely good for the promo you know and uh for moving forward you know it's uh you know as a writer i always learned you know when i was young that you know you either have to have a bestseller or you have to get a film made to get credit so luckily we had dennis and the film in the same year so kind of i kind of hit two birds at one stone you know right you mentioned uh zach galligan zach was actually uh at scares that care this past august and uh absolute nice guy oh was he i love yeah yeah, i love zach zach's great man mate i got the i don't get to see zach much you know because we're all over but i got to hang with him and have breakfast with him at rocket shop and that was cool but yeah zach and i yeah, we started 10 years ago. Um, took us two years to write the first draft of our movie. Mm-hmm. He and I went to L.A., tried to sell it, never sold it. Rewrote it, tried selling it again, never sold it. And then we kind of hit this point where we're like, okay, what are we going to do with this? And then um, luckily, um, remember the movie The Gate? Yes, absolutely. The, so the director of The Gate, his name is Tibor Tackett. Keyboard yep. directed my film Spiders. Mm-hmm. And um, just to give you a little background history, that's who got me into film. Um, when my second book came out in 2007, I got a phone call from Keyboard telling me that he absolutely loved it. And, you know, at the time, I thought it was a complete joke. You know, I'm like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm a movie director from L.A. and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, uh, I didn't believe him that it was. And after about like a 40-minute conversation, where I was just, you know, I was in awe. I was like, holy shit. He says, hey, do you have any screenplays I can look at? And I was like, shit. I'm like, you know, to be honest, I've never really... No, I don't. I've never written one. I really don't know how. And he said, how about I teach you? And Tibor became my mentor. And uh, so, needless to say, about a year and a half ago, Tibor joined uh, Zach and I as an equal partner. So now the three of us are completely redoing this script. And we're going to hope that Tibor can get it made. Outstanding. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. So, Rock and Shock last year, I was Mm -hmm. sitting next to John Butcher, the the director. Yep. He and I hit it off so well that he and I now um, have a book that's going to be coming out next spring. (laughs) I ended up, yeah, it was nuts. I ended up just, he and I just, by the end of the Rock and Shock again. Mm Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to do something with me, and he and I are working on a. We've already got it pretty 
pretty fleshed out, but it's a uh, like a medieval fantasy. It's like a fantasy sci-fi story about an evil frog and a princess and dragons. And uh, I've never worked on a fantasy story before. But if you look at John's career, you'll see it with Troll, and this this is right up his alley. So, uh, needless to say, it's amazing how everything needs to. I never. I was excited to come to Rock and Shock. I never expected to actually get a book out of it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it was. I could have sat there and talked to you all day. I mean, it was. Uh, it was. It was a great. Time. <laughs> no, you're a good guy. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> it, it was great over there, and uh, of course, you were. You had Kane on one side of you. Yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I've known Kane for years. It's funny. We always just bump into each other at cons. You know. I wish um, I could bump into a celebrity. You would go to one of the cons. Go to Rock and Shock. I would probably bump into somebody and be like, "Oh, excuse me," and walk away. And somebody later would be like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. <laughs> well, I got their we'll sweat do. on me. Great. She doesn't get out much. Well, put a good word in for me with Dina from Rock and Shock. I want to get there this year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if she's got off to a late start or what's going on, but uh, she's just now booking the guests for October. That's what I heard. You know, the the lady who, uh, well, Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. C- Cindy, uh, C- Cindy booked me for Rock and Shock. She's uh, trying to do it this year again, you know. And, but uh, I told her, you know, I told her Ray Merce. I want, I want to come because Ray's going to be with me too. I think that'll be fun as hell. I think uh, Ray's just such a crowd pleaser. He's fun. I mean, he's not horror, but he's you know, guy's a heavy was a former heavyweight champion. And he's a he's fun. He's a I bring him to I've brought him to a bunch of horror conventions. He loves it. He's, a, he's he has a good time. You know, a lot of people don't realize, but the people that come to the horror conventions are some of the nicest, most fun people you're ever going to meet. No doubt. You know, I mean, horror is such a, you know, like Tom Holland always said, it's Hollywood's bastard stepson, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> yep. it's, it's, um, it's a very niche genre. And go, starting as a horror writer and moving into children's work and then making a horror film, you know, I, I've seen how some people can especially i mean i'm in vermont you know it's land of the poets and the writers and mm-hmm. i'm i'm definitely not like any of these guys out here i'm very different you know i'm i was a pro snowboarder when i was young mm-hmm. i was a middleweight boxer in my 20s i'm not your typical writer but i, I i'm not like I, I have no snobbish in me <laughs> i'm not snobbish but uh i i don't do bookstore signings out here and nothing ever it's just I don't like the culture. I really don't. And I, mm-hmm. I almost I gravitate more toward the horror culture than I do the literature yep. side of things, you know? And um, I've seen it over the years when I go to a school gig or something where I've actually had schools book me and then reach back out to me and go, oh my God, we didn't realize that you wrote horror, you know? I'm like, it's only a genre. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's entertainment. It's, uh, it's funny how some people still view it as like, oh my God, it's so bad. Well, I, I'll tell you, a lot of people, um, when we talk about scares that care and they find out that it's it's people from the horror genre and whatnot, we get a lot of that same reaction, oh, you know, horror, blah, blah, blah. But it's, <laughs> the, all I can say to those people is come check it out because you're going to be surprised. Oh, I totally want to come out to that next year thing with you guys. That's what I said, although I'm not a celebrity, so like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just me going. 
I, oh man, I did forward Sounds your stuff fun. to Brian, so uh, hopefully you'll hear. From He's him quite on. the writer himself, isn't he? Is that the same guy I'm thinking of? Oh yeah, Brian Keane. Okay, yeah, yeah, then yeah, no, he's he's really good. Yeah, he's written for uh, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, The X Files, um, and then his 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 own. Yeah, he's nasty. Oh I know yeah, him. absolutely. God, you know, I just had a. You know who my earliest mentor? I have a few people that you know. I, I like Tibor Takis. I credit him as my true mentor in film because he's. He got me in it. He directed my first film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working with him. He, I've learned so much from him. In terms of just being a writer and learning and looking up, you, are you familiar with Stephen Bassett? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, so I met Steve. I was first published when I was 17. I, mm-hmm. I was uh, accepted to the New England Young Writers Conference in Vermont. And yeah. I was a 17-year-old kid, you know? Long hair, snowboard. I didn't take I didn't take anything seriously, but I knew I, I wanted to make movies and write books. So I, I actually I was published for the first time. I had to go out to Vermont for this gig, and I didn't know what to expect. And I met Stephen when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm 37 years old now, and um, I still see Stephen every year. We get together for breakfast, lunch, and 20 years I've known Stephen, and I've, uh, he's been one of my mentors. And I literally just got together with him about two weeks ago. And got my first original piece of art from Stephen in 20 years, so I'm kind of—I'm still a, a fanboy sometimes, you know. But uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's that's uh, incredible. I love Stephen though. He's like the anti-Stanley and anti-Marvel. <laughs> you know, he's he's a, he's great. <laughs> yeah, read some of his essays on uh, Stanley and all that—you'll be blown away. Now, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's? trying to get into writing so you know I would I look back at some of the advice people gave me when I was younger mm-hmm. I remember Tom Savini told me when I was young that there is no formula for success it's just getting your work in front of the, in front of the right people at the right time mm-hmm. um, Reggie Bannister from Phantasm Reggie yep. told me when I was young that uh, Re- Reggie told me I remember he, re- he read some of my stuff when I was like 17, 18, and he had great feedback on it. And he told me that I needed to develop some more, write some more skill, or that I had a real great creative side of me, but I needed to start, I needed to learn some of the basics, kind of get some structure down. So ultimately, I did go to college, right? Now, college is not, I, I tell people, getting a degree is not going to make you a writer, but. Mm-hmm. For me, the discipline, you know, it, it really helped me. Um, my first book came out when I was in my third year of college. I was 25 years old. I went to college late. I was 22. Um, but it's exactly what I needed. And I think it was the discipline that I needed. So for my advice to anybody that's interested in writing is that don't do it for the money. You have to do it. It has to be an inner drive to create. I've been wanting to create and write books since I was nine years old. And I don't know why it's always been there. It's never been about the money. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not, I have to have a good team. Start trying. I have to look at the financial aspect of things, but that's not my reason for doing it. Never has been. And um, I guess that's what separates the amateurs from the professionals, you know. And, and in this business, I've been burned a few times. I've had weirdos come out of woodwork. 
I learned my lessons fast that, you know, but the amateurs come and go. You'll get these guys that self-publish their own book. They go out there and do a thousand conventions and then they're gone. Yep. You, you got to keep going. It's like a lotto ticket that never dies. Every book you do is just part of you. And you just got to, got to keep going. And you know, to, to think this may be the big one. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I, I just say to my, I'm just like, I just want to get it done and out and move to the next one, get it done and out, move to the next one, you know, and, I'm methodical that way, but um, right. it, it's a my advice is just read, 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 and write. That's that is really the key, you know. One thing I try to do, um, whether it be Rock and Shock, whether it be our convention down in in Virginia, I always try to buy at least one book from each of the authors that are there. That's awesome, and. Uh, <laughs> Right now, I really have no more room for books, but um, <laughs> it's you know I've gotten. I appreciate to, that because it's a. I've gotten to become yeah. good friends with a lot of the authors, um, like Bracken McLeod is another one who I I always buy a book from him, and um, it's just the the different styles of the same genre it's just everybody's got their little their little knack that sucks you in and it's right. a, it, it's amazing to just see the different styles of writing and I don't know maybe it's just me I'm, I'm like a book geek um, but it, it's amazing oh no it's not just you I, I totally agree with you you know and as a creator you know, everything you read, you take in like a sponge, regardless if you like it or not. And it all kind of contributes to your style. You know, I, mm-hmm. I look at things I wrote 10 years ago, and I'm like, holy shit, how did that even come out? Um, <laughs> you know, and but I've evolved as a writer. That's why, you know. Um, right. That's why, they, you know, that's why we have editors, because, you know, you just you could always go back and destroy things. You know, I, I look at some of my older books, and I'm like, man, I would change this, I would change that. But then I just, I'm like, wait. This is old news for me. I can't, I can't do that. Um, you no, know, it's funny. You know, you know who my favorite writer is on Earth? E.B. White. Who is that? E.B. White. He wrote Charlotte's Web, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite writer of all Aww. time. And uh, and you know, a lot of people would always, you know, like who's your favorite writer? Is it Stephen King, Clive Barker, H. Wells, you know, Ray Bradbury. I mean, I love all these guys. But my favorite writer, I, yeah, E.B. White. His book, you know, just the way that man could tell, the way he could just bring you in. Mm-hmm. Mind-blowing to me still, you know. Um, I love I love old H.G. Wells. Of course, I love Lovecraft, but Lovecraft, if you read a lot, you know, you have to be in the right mood to read it because the language is, so, you know, it can lose you sometimes. But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you uh, if you haven't had much sleep or any food, you'll get a headache after twenty pages of Lovecraft. You know, <laughs> I love him, but man, yeah, it's just different. You know, but um, yeah. God, who else do I really like? Oh, you know, I am so I'm such a hermit that I didn't realize Jack passed away. Yes, that is terrible. I I knew Jack. He was great. I mean. I wasn't friends with him, but we had 
I had been to the same show he was at a few times in the past, and we'd always sat there and just bullshitted, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I just saw that literally. I was like, "How did I not know this?" And yeah, what he was a hell of a writer too. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a great guy. Great guy. Um, a couple years ago, we talked about possibly doing a kid story, but then we just, you know, kind of fell off the radar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was. He was a really good guy, and uh, yeah, his. I love reading his stuff. Wicked cool guy. Yeah, he get, I got a book from a long, long time ago, you know. Um, Douglas Winter. You ever hear of him? Douglas Winter? He wrote Stephen King's uh, biography. Oh, yeah, 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 Art yeah. Of Darkness. Yep, absolutely. Du- yeah, Douglas, he helped me out a lot in my early years, too. He he edited my second book. He taught me a lot as well. So, yeah, really good writer. He's only, he's only done a couple books, but... Really, really talented guy. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about what he just said, and um, I'm writing a script right now. And I've been writing this script for probably over a year and a half, going on two years. Ah, I think you told me about this, right? I, yeah, I keep getting, I'd get halfway through it, and then I'd change it up. And uh, the the book that you told me to get, um, Save the Cat. Yes, that was amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> Blake Snyder, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I think I sat down and went through that book in one day. And dude, dude that book is incredible. It, it's like it's the Bible for screenwriters, really. Yeah, it 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 helped me immensely. I still find myself changing this and changing that, and <laughs> but it's almost done. So that's awesome. So cool story about Blake Snyder. I was uh, when I was working on when I was learning how to when I was first entering the world of screenwriting with Keyboard Packets back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. He mailed me that book, Save the Cat. Now there's a couple. He did a couple of different versions. So. I'm wondering what one you have. He did two or three, but Save the Cat was the first one he did, and that's the best one, right? Um, there was a scene in that book where, do you remember at the end of each chapter how he has, like, exercises to do and everything? Yes, yep. All lines, like coming up with your one liner for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And in that chapter, he actually includes his email. And he goes, if you think you've got a really good log line, send it to me. I'll tear it apart. It's really challenging. You know, he's going to put apart. So I sent him the log line that I did for a horror film that was not made that I wrote with um, all leftover people uh, about a mental institution burning to the ground and patients surviving the fire and all that. Mm-hmm. So I sent him uh, a... I want it. No, we're losing you again. Come back to us. Come back. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, I can hear you. Ah. Long story short, I emailed Blake. Come back. <laughs> Come back to oh, me. Man. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. I feel like we're in that commercial. We are. <laughs> um, long story short. He loved my log line, and he wrote a quote for me, and then he died like two months later. Oh, wow. But uh, I still have the email where he was like so impressed by my work and da-da-da-da-da, but it was like, that was pretty cool, because that book, 
made the light bulb go off in my head. Mm-hmm. And then when I sent him some stuff and he loved it, I was like, wow, it's all kind of coming together, you know? Yeah, don't ever get rid of that email. No, no, not at all. I have a, it's funny, I have like photos of stuff, you know, because God, my email's been hacked over the years. And the dark side of writing, the stalkers and weirdos that come out of the woodwork. No, oh, you get them in everything now. I had a, a so funny. I had at Rock and Shock, this girl came to my table, mm-hmm. and you know, she came to my table and she was there for about twenty minutes, and she was really looking at the Tom Holland book like big time, right? Like I could tell she was like a hardcore Tom Holland fan. Mm-hmm. A week after Rock and Shock, I was at Chiller Theater. Or maybe it might have been a week or two weeks later, but I was at Chiller down in Jersey as a guest. Yep. The same. No, come back. Hello, sir. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so that this is this is my funny soccer story. Okay, well, so, don't uh, leave us again. That same girl came all the way to Jersey and came to my table and said that she drove to Jersey to see me. And. Later that night, she tried biting. <laughs> she, <laughs> she tried I'm biting you. I'm not lying. I'm standing there. The show was over. I was in the lobby. I was with my friend. His name is Chris Kostopoulos. He's a former uh, hockey player for the New York Rangers. Yep. Right? Yep. Absolutely. I'm talking. Uh, yeah, Chris is a good buddy of mine. I'm sitting there talking to him, and I had my leather jacket on, and I felt something on my back. I turned around, and her mouth was on my shoulder. <laughs> I said, no, I jumped. I, I didn't know what to say. The security threw her out. But uh, it was the first weird office situation that I had in terms of someone. <laughs> I'm like, damn, girl tried biting me. Wow. Hey, now, yeah. Chris, Chris Kostopoulos, didn't he play for the Hartford Whalers, too? He did. And, uh, <laughs> I think the Maple- oh, man, I could get him on your show. He's a good buddy of mine. <laughs> <laughs> He's a crazy SOB, man. I like him a lot. He's funny. Oh, He's a funny guy. Pointing at the camera. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I remember him from the Hartford Whalers. That's pretty cool. He was uh, he was known for the fighting back in the day. That's oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I brought my dad to a gig last I love Chiller. Oh, <laughs> the guys that run Chiller are good friends of mine. But uh, mm-hmm. Chris goes to Chiller just and. I, my dad, my dad's an old hockey fan from the from New York, so he got a kick out of meeting Chris last year. I'm like, yeah, here's my buddy. Yeah, <laughs> nice. He actually wants me to do a kid story with him about hockey, which I think I might do, just because I've 